Dave and Jeff. It is June 30th, 2021. As we sit here tonight, we're in the middle of a rain delay. We thought we are going to sit here and do a show during the Padre game. Well, I tell you what, you can get rid of that little fucking smirk on your face because <laughs> what you're going to do right now, okay. you're going to address what Wally wrote today on Twitter. Did you see this? I, I did you, not. Of course you fucking did. Did he write it to me? So Bob Hunt. Okay, I like Bob. Older brother of Mike. Okay, great. Uh Put today a very nice tweet, as Bob often does. The boys are back in town. Subscribe on Patreon. And he tags everybody that makes this show run. That would be uh, Dan Williams, uh, Flugs, ISO San Diego, Brian Curry. Uh, but apparently Bob Hunt is uh, against Canadians because he leaves TaylorMade oh, goals wow. out for there. Well, that's a little unfortunate. We'll address that. <laughs> Hopefully it was just a... Uh, uh, a mistake and not any kind of uh, prejudice against our friends from the great white north. <clears throat> but then Wally from SD Faithful writes the following about the idea, Dave, of supporting this podcast that your name's on. Okay. Quote, hard pass. <laughs> That's it? No, it's not it, you fuck. Two can't, words? Can't support Dodger-loving hypocrisy and disrespectful behavior from Dave lately. He goes on. This again is Wally. Did you ever think about naming either Josh or Jake Wally? No, I, I never thought about naming Jack or Cade Wally. Do you think Wally's real name is Wallace, or do you think it's just Wally on the birth certificate? I think my buddy Boom, whose birthday is tomorrow, early happy birthday. I think he referred to his dong as Wally. <laughs> I don't think time, girls think that's hot. Time to get a little action for old Wally. I can't imagine girls going. Where do I sign up? Oh, while he's going in the cage, <laughs> Jesus! God, he's pissed. Okay, Stop okay, making okay. Jokes. Hard pass. We go back to the start. Okay, because this deserves the respect. Can't support Dodger loving hypocrisy and disrespectful behavior from Dave lately. While he tried, he can't. He, and then he said, "I wish the best for everyone." Well, I appreciate that. I wish I'd read that line before my last jokes. <laughs> but <they're> just... <laughs> we don't edit so fuck it fuck it's it. out there it's all out live but the disgusting behavior of dave needs to be addressed well wally i'm your guy what the fuck are you gonna do about this disgusting behavior there's nothing that's disgusting about my behavior well, i'll tell you according behavior... to him well, wally look. Man is, and, and wally's sd faithful okay wally let me point out a couple things to you about disgusting behavior He's not going to listen. He gave okay. me a hard pass. Well, I, I understand. Well, if you know Wally, you can pass it around. Look, the hypocrisy in this fucking town from these fucking so-called Padre from fans. You. That's fine. You can go after me all you want. When I pointed out the fact that a second baseman and a right fielder crashed into each other, maybe they should communicate. All of a sudden, I took complete joy in a young man breaking his leg. Where did I ever fucking write that? Uh, you put your little, where do you learn this? Fundamentals. Yeah. Well, we you all know. know it was from the Padres. No, it wasn't. It ask, was from the Marlins. Ask Fam and ask Kim. They had the same thing. I don't see the Marlins doing it. You better not so the make common any denominator jokes. has to be the Padres organization. You better not make any more jokes about Tommy Fam. Okay. We'll get to him in a minute. So here we go. So we get to that whole deal. And then all, what do I see the last 24 hours? Oh, Trevor Bauer. Oh, now all of a sudden assault on a female is funny? Why in the fuck are people going after me and physically going after me over a second baseman and a right fielder crashing each other, but sexual assault on a, on a female we didn't, is we, a joke? Nope. 
Nobody here saw you uh, call out Trevor Bauer. You know what? And I'll dress. You want me to dress up part right now? Well, no. Uh, okay. Uh, hang on. Because we're going to get into Bauer. Hang, hang on. I'm going to say this in fairness to Dave. I'll fucking around. Dave has said from day one, you were never a big fan of that guy going to the Dodgers. I actually, I, I, and I tweeted I that about an hour get, ago. I said it on two shows. Remember before he signed, yeah, I said no, to I you. Do, I do as much as I fuck around because there are people that would actually think that. No, Dave said from day one, as much as he's a fucking dink. Yes. You did say from day one, you didn't like that signing. No, I said before they even signed him, I hope he doesn't go to the Dodgers. Yeah. I said it twice on yeah. two different shows. Yeah, no, I was here. Okay, I, well, I want to point that out. When I say it, doesn't mean jack shit. You're well, my witness. True. I was no, going to tag did. you in that tweet today to say, hey, Jeff was fucking there. And Pete and Point Loma, he fucking follows. He would say, I heard it. Steve Verissimo would say, I heard it. I didn't see, uh, so I don't know what tweet you're talking about. No, well, all day long, people have been going after me. What about your boy Bauer? Big day for Bauer today. And I'm like, dude, this, this is something you don't joke around with. No, that's an awful, awful It's an story. awful story. And, and I'll, I'll tell you, I have nothing to say, by the way, about Bauer right now. Yeah, from the outside and what we know right now, things True. look absolutely terrible. True. But I just like I, I tweeted out, I responded to one guy. I go, in this country, you're innocent until proven guilty. Let everything be. come out. You know, you, your, your ex-wife is an attorney. Public defender, Dave. Yeah, wor works her defender. ass off. Yeah, no, so but a defense I, I really, honestly, this show is about entertainment. I have yeah. nothing to say because this whole thing is not entertaining to me. No, it's awful. And it's not entertaining to you. I am more offended about Bill Cosby being let out of jail today um, yeah. when it comes to that because that's awful too. And when people go baseball and Bauer, they're two different things right now. Yeah, no, that, yeah, that, it's, it's the, every, there's not one person that wouldn't look at that story and go, man, from the outside, everything looks pretty disgusting. But I don't have all the guiding details, so I really don't want to say anything about it. Yeah, it, it's pretty quick to be judge and jury when we don't know anything um, other than what's being reported. But if the evidence is what they're saying it is, yeah. that is absolutely just... Words don't even describe how horrendous that is. And and I think, Dave, the thing is, and it's not, you're a Dodger fan, but it doesn't mean that you uh, blindly loyal follow every guy on that team. I'll, I'll give you that. You and I have talked about power the whole thing. I just think there's something about that guy that I would think as a Dodger fan, I would look at and go, fuck this guy. Uh, he's not what we need. I've also been the one guy who has said, I don't put an asterisk by the championship. Every team played for it. If the Padres would have won, there's nobody in this fucking town that would be dismissing it as a 60-game championship. They'd be celebrating it. Every goddamn giveaway uh, that they print 21,000 of for a 45,000-seat stadium would be bragging about the fact 100%. that they're 2020 world champions. So don't be a fucking hypocrite and call it out. If it was the Cleveland Indians who won or the Kansas City Royals, or the Marlins, none of you would give a fuck. Yeah, that part doesn't even bother me. I'll be honest with you. It doesn't bother me because it's recognized by Major League Baseball. And everyone is so happy to have baseball back well, through the pandemic. It didn't that, bother me. I think part of that is just fucking around. I think, yeah. honestly, most anybody who doesn't yeah, quite get it. That, is, that doesn't bother me but, at all. But the Bauer story, to me, I look at and I go, man, I wish it was anybody but Rob Manfred in charge of Major League Baseball. And I wish it was Adam Silver... And I wish it was, I don't even know. It might just be Adam Silver. I don't know, Dave, how that story is going to go. I don't yeah. know how it's going to play out. You're exactly right. Uh, in, in fairness to Bauer, he does deserve a day in court. But holy fuck, dude, if that turns out to be right, 
You got to get that guy the fuck oh, out of oh, here. Of course he'll be out. I mean, there's no one that's going to allow that. I don't know, that but Dave, though, but that's the thing. I mean, uh, if we you're the say, Dodgers. Of course it should be out, but I don't know, man. But if you're the Dodgers, you yeah. can look at this a couple different ways. I mean, True. so let's say let's just say the worst does happen, okay? And everything comes to that that we're reading and everything that comes out with that Bauer defense. Well, everything she says and her attorney says are true. And now we, everybody looks at him like, dude, we can't have this guy in the clubhouse, especially a guy like Clayton Kershaw. Right. Who's, you know, a very religious guy and a family guy. He's looking at this guy like, I'm not going to be teammates with this guy. And the Dodger fans wouldn't want that either. And you go, well, if you're the Dodgers, you might have just saved yourself how many millions of dollars for a guy that all of a sudden spider tax not allowed. Right. Mm -hmm. When they signed him, he's coming off a Cy Young and all that shit was legal. And yeah, he's an all star this year, but he's not the best pitcher in baseball this year. For a guy who makes forty to forty-five million next year, and then money on top of you know what I mean, he has a big how, three-year deal. How can anybody in that organization right now, today, tomorrow, into the weekend, whenever, try to put that out of the back of your head when you see that guy and try to act like, uh, you know, everything's normal? And how do you try to act like, hey, yeah, uh, we got to give him his day in court? While it is true. And as you mentioned, Dave, my ex-wife is a defense attorney, and I hear plenty of stories of different things. To me, I think it does not look good for Trevor Bauer. I know it's simple, and I know you agree. But he's allowed his day in court. It's one of the great things about living here. Um, But fucking A, man. I tell you, you read that story today, and you just go, it's it's just goddamn awful. Yeah, his attorney says, from from what I saw this morning, he has proof and text messages. Everything he did, she asked for. Interesting. That, and that's her attorney says, this will all sort itself out. We have it in writing. Everything that happened to her, she literally asked for. But if she had a concussion, she's got swollen eyes, she's yeah. got lips, cat scan, all that different thing. I'm sorry, you're going to have a hard time convincing if it ever goes to a jury. You're going to have a hard time convincing them that, that a woman asked a professional athlete literally to beat the shit out of her. Like, like it's really, really, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. She's 27, uh, but holy cow. I right? was talking to someone today who's, who's gets around and, and not with a, girl, uh, a relationship. And they were saying, man, I've been with girls who say they want to be choked all the time. And you aren't choking me hard enough. And they want to black out. Jesus and, Christ. and I said, dude, I would never do that. Because literally your handprints are on right. their neck. The two and, fingers down the throat. Did so, you read that story? Yeah, he, he said that happens too. And he goes, I've had all that stuff. I've had hit me. I've had slap me. I've had all that stuff that has been asked. And he says, it's it's not my thing, but it's always, you know, what their thing. And I said, man, look at this story right here. I go, this is this is kind of well, crazy. And, and the game guy told me that it is what makes this is this yeah. is a joke part. So I'm laughing. Same guy who said, it's funny how they, this girl or a couple girls they've been with that want to be choked and want to be smacked around a little bit are the same ones that get offended that when they're blowing you, then you put your hand on top of their head. Hey, what the fuck are you doing touching the top of my head? Limits. (laughs) Limits. (laughs) Safe word. What are you talking about? So, again, I've never been in that experience with somebody like that, but... People do have fetishes that sometimes they do get out of control. And, again, I'm not speaking firsthand. I don't know what the fuck happened. And that's why I said, let this all play out. I mean, look, when Kevin Spacey's whole deal went down, none of us wanted to believe it because we all love Kevin Spacey as an right. actor. And sure enough, he well, was a, he, too, he, he was a dirtbag. Yeah, Cosby too. Yeah. 
And all of a sudden you're like, fuck, man. These are people that we used to, we understand they're just actors, you know? But at the same time, we're like, ah, that fucking sucks. That's a a bad story, man. It's a bad story all the way around. And I didn't see, I wasn't on social media very much, almost at all today. But I didn't see, that was the one thing I was waiting to see. Like, is anybody going to miss this? Like, what this story is really about and try to take, like, a, like you said, Dave, like an like a edgy, trying to be funny, you know, you know what I mean? Push yeah. the envelope role where you go, dude, you got to show respect for to that the, girl right now. Yeah, the victim. Yeah. And, and, and she's from San Diego, right? The yes. whole thing. And you go... Not, not that that matters. She could be from Yuma or Scottsdale. It doesn't change the severity of the charges, but it's awful. So that's one story to keep an eye on. I tell you what. By the way, before you move on, you know, there's a lot of rumors that Roberto Asuna, you know, the one that was with the Blue Jays, yeah. and beat the crap out of his wife. And the Astros yep. said, "Man, we would never put anyone on our team with that." And then the Astros sign him because they yeah. needed a closer. There's a lot of rumors he's about to get back into baseball. Then another team's willing to take a chance on him. Hey man, that to me is just. That's insane. Yeah. That to me is just insane. And it's just, for me, who the fuck am I to talk, right? I've been divorced for two and a half years. Yeah, but it's different. But but I never. You didn't get divorced because you're beating the shit out of your wife. Right. I never touched my wife and I never touched my kids were the two things I look at. And I just, whatever. As a parent, right? I read some guy today talking about how his mom spanked him and he. Got the message quick. Hey, fuck, whatever happens. But for your kids, um, if you give them a SWAT, right, whatever. Not me. I'm not going to tell you how to be a parent. It just wasn't for me. But holy fuck, dude. And and I don't know. I don't know enough about that story. I do know this story. Yeah. And how about the CIF today? I don't know how much this has been covered locally. I know I saw a little bit on The ruling just came out kind of in the last couple hours. The CIF today took away the championship, city championship from Coronado. I could not be more in support of that decision. As somebody who spends a shitload of time in Coronado, used to work in Coronado, that fucking city needed a kick in the nuts. And not so much the people that are there, the business owners that have been there for 30, 40, or 50 years, and continue to be the nice people that Coronado really cut their teeth with. But you watch, Dave, some of these high school kids from Coronado walking around, and there are some arrogant little fucks in that town. Not all of them, but there's a lot of them. And what they did in that fucking game against Orange Glen, uh, when the the buzzer goes and tortillas are thrown, and I tell you what, it was the most fucking weak effort from the city of Coronado, the high school, to do anything. Oh, we'll look into it. We'll investigate. It's right on fucking video. Yeah, we all saw fucking it. assholes. Dude, holy shit. What a fucking joke, man. You live over there on the island. You think you're better than everybody else. The fuck you are. And I know it's just one little championship. And I know maybe not every kid was involved. Well, fuck you. There were enough kids in your school that were involved. And you, you're going to have a very hard time convincing me that wasn't premeditated. Of course. Nobody just shows up with a bunch right. of tortillas in their pocket. <laughs> right. Exactly. I can do my car keys, my phone, and my tortillas. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> uh, God. I tell you, Dave, you've coached high school sports. You've been around it yeah. a long time. You've seen crazy shit. You've heard awful shit. That, to me, was one of the most offensive things. And San Diego hated Orange Glenn, and Orange Glenn hated San Diego. I know that. Yeah. 
No love lost between those two schools, but holy fuck, man. That was disgusting. Okay, a couple different things in there. Number one, I'm with you 100% on the the championship being taken away. I understand the championship already happened. They won the game. The behavior, boom, here's your penalty. Guess what? You don't get the championship. You you couldn't behave. You couldn't behave the way CIF expects the, the student athletes to behave. Um, the the punishment also extended to Coronado can't compete in the postseason now, not just in basketball, but every sport for the next three years. Oh, I did not see that. And so Woo. for me, uh, I'm obviously friends with the, the, and I'm not friends with a lot of head coaches in different programs, but I am friends with the head coach of the Coronado baseball team. I felt terrible for him yeah, because I get that. he did absolutely he nothing. Anything. I mean, I he, he's that. out there like me cutting his grass and doing everything he can to put a field together and, and basically trying to provide a safe environment for the kids. Now he's punished for three years. Yeah, the football team. Yeah, the football team. I mean, every sport got got punished. And so, again, the girls softball, the girls basketball. Yeah. And you said, there you go, man. And then you end up punishing kids like would be the same age as your kids. Right. Going into school as a freshman, and you have no chance to compete for the next three years over something that happened to you weren't even in the school. I would have. Okay, that's, kind, that's, that's kind of a, interesting. See, I'm, I'm not a fan of that that punishment. Now, I don't I, like I, it across every sport. Yeah, I, I think would definitely w- slam the basketball program. Me too. And I think maybe your your punishment could be even to the basketball program in the future. You lose the title, which stings the most. Right. But you can't host a postseason game for three years. Make some money off of CIF playoffs. You understand? Where to punish every sport is is that to is, me is excessive. Yeah, I have trouble with that. Yeah, I have trouble with that. Um. I mean, that's like you're your right. brother committing a crime and you're going to jail for three years with him. I feel like I've gone to jail my entire <laughs> life. That, guy. that one's but bad. No, that one, okay. I I would, I see that point. Yeah. yeah. And, and because the girls, yeah. softball or girls basketball. Water the, polo had nothing to fucking do with it. Right. Those guys all, yeah. And they're good in those sports. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, and you know what happens to the kids that were going to go there? They're going to transfer to other schools. It's gonna it's gonna yeah. crush the school for at least five six years. It's uh, uh, and you can say whatever you want, but people either want to play in their hometown school, especially when you live on an island. Yeah, to have to say I'm gonna go to another school off the island every day. Now the coach got fired. I can't yeah. sit here and tell you what role the coach did or did didn't play. I don't yeah. know. There are a bunch of different stories out there that he's the one that encouraged it was his idea, but that might not be true. Which I, I, I can't I don't tell you know that's that. the truth. Yeah, so you can't can't sit here and start slamming a guy when you don't really know but yeah. i do know because i spend enough time down there and i see how these fucking kids from coronado again not all of them but you see enough of them where you go man these guys are little fucks yeah. and now look if i spent time in orange Glen's neighborhood there might be kids there where you go they're little fucks but i'm in la mesa all the time yeah I'm out at Helix High. I've been out at Helix High just kind of catching the end of football practice. Man, I, I don't know. These kids have been incredibly cool, and I've enjoyed it. But I go, and I watch how these kids kind of look, and my kids are just minding their business. And uh, I tell these kids, I go, hey, I know you're 13. I'll fuck you up. All right, I got to bring this up. Yeah, hold on. I got one more school for you, too. Then this one passed, and nobody made a big deal out of it. I will give CIF and Coronado credit. As you said, it was on TV, but this was also on TV. Okay. In the CIF playoffs, it was was Cathedral against Lincoln. Okay. And when Lincoln showed up, 
It was cathedral wearing the shirts, Catholics events convicts. And fucking nothing has happened. Everyone acted like it wasn't a big deal. How does that fucking get away? You know what? Because the Lester School Lincoln had no grounds. uh, It could be no grounds. They didn't have the people to fight for them. And it was bullshit. And then you sit there and you go, I understand Dude, the Catholics awful. first convicts is the whole Notre Dame Miami thing. For those kids to be able to wear Dude, those shirts terrible. in that private school in a, in a place like Del Mar, and you go. Did they get pictures of that? Yeah, I saw it. It was on KOSI. It was all over the place. But there was no punishment. What the Where's fuck? Cathedral being punished? Yeah. No, I agree with you. Why does Cathedral get a pass and Coronado gets hammered? Yeah. Answer up, Costa. It's, it's horse shit. Pretty boy. Yeah, we'll fuck see you right now. the last time you called someone pretty boy? Just now is the first time in your life. Uh, Okay. Steve Woods took down his poster of fucking Catherine Bach, and he's put up a poster of Tommy Pham. (laughs) Now, the Tommy Pham video last night I found fascinating. Did you see the video? The one where he said he could fight? I'll get to that point in a second. Yeah. I thought at the start when he said, and my friends were at the uh, Reds Padre game last night. Oh, cool. They said Trent Grisham is the weirdest fucking guy in the history of weird people. They said he just stares at the crowd. Like really? really awkward, uncomfortable stares. Like come get some or just weird? No, not like that. Just stares like my buddy was like, dude, I was there all night. That guy's just a weirdo. Is he looking for chicks the way some of the old Padres used it's to? Not, it didn't sound like that. Okay. I can't speak to that. It just sounded like an awkward stare at people. Yeah. But because my buddy's kids had Padre shirts on, uh, Grisham did throw them baseball. Oh, that's cool. So that's cool. As fast as he could. The Tommy <laughs> Fam thing. <laughs> he just guns them at these little kids. So the Tommy Fam video, Dave, I found fascinating. And of course, I think Woods played it and cried on the air. Yes. Like, it was goddamn the final scene of whatever movie you could think of Brian's song. Did he just write W at the end of the video? Dub. Dub. Douche. So, Tommy. Dude, hold on. You notice these other guys start tweeting the way he tweets? I tease Woods all the time for being a cult leader with these Padre guys. Yeah. Fucking miserable Padre fan now tweets exactly the same way he does, and so he's does gotta, everybody else. He's got to be doing it to fuck with Woods. You think so? He? I think he's falling in line. This is our leader, and if it's good enough for a leader, I'm going to do it too. A man miserable Padre fan doesn't need Woods to be his leader. MPF is the leader. Let's get that straight. <laughs> MPF. Okay. So fam starts off, and now he's saying that there were guys in Cincinnati that are yelling, hey, fuck you, fam. Fuck you, fam. Yeah. Right? And he said, hey, I don't like that. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that. But when he goes, this was the coolest thing I've ever heard. Okay. Tommy Fam says, if you want to yell fam sucks, that's fine. I can live with that. And I go, dude, how often do you have a guy where you just go, and I go, holy shit. But then he got to that part, and he goes, tell you what, I can fight. And he go, holy fuck, right? But yeah, he's he goes, a professional athlete. He's in great shape. Yeah, he said, Dave, he's a black belt in Rex Quando. <laughs> and you go, this fucking guy took out Kip. He took out Napoleon. Yes. Took out Uncle Rico, the whole thing. But when you watch that, listen, the, uh, we, I, I appreciate the guy as a player, the whole thing. I, but, dude, if people are sitting there yelling, fuck you at him. Like that's kind of that's kind of jacked up, right? 
It is jacked up as you're saying it. I'm going, man, that's kind of jacked up. But then I started thinking about a story when Andre Dawson came to town and Dave Martinez was standing right next yeah. to him in center field. Can you tell that story? I'll tell you in just a second. I'm just thinking Tommy Pham, yelling fuck you at Tommy Pham might be a little bit like yelling fuck you at Kevin Mitchell. I don't think that's the decision you want to be making. No, it's a bad, it's a bad decision. You know, it's, it's funny you say that. We used to play this game. I wonder if kids do this. I'm sure they don't because kids are so much different than the way you and I were. Yeah. We used to go through. I did it with my friends. I asked you once if you did it with your friends. You said absolutely. We'd go through every Major League Baseball team mm-hmm. and go, who's the one guy on that team you wouldn't want to fight? Yeah, Fam would be our guy. Pilot Fam's probably the guy, right? You, yeah. You, that you wouldn't want. If you had a fight, you know, the the first guy or whatever, the last guy you want to fight, it would be Fam. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. Gone. No, it's... <laughs> I agree with you. I think it's fam, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's why I'm not I, shaking from Cronenworth. It's fam. It's the guy. I tell you what. Until you just mentioned that, maybe Musgrove. I tell you what. Musgrove's a big motherfucker. Yeah, he's got a little fucking East County. Yeah, he does. Too. Just like the kids from Poway. <laughs> Thing that I like about fam, until you just said that, is you know Tatis has a little flair. Yeah, and. It's a little bit like the NHL. If guys try to take liberties with Tatis or try to take liberties with uh, Manny, uh, you're going to answer to fam. And I tell you what, I don't know the last guy, maybe Rudy Cianez. I'm trying to think of the last guy we had on this team where you go, yeah, that's a guy we don't want to, uh, we don't want to have to answer to. Yeah, I- I'm with you on that. I'm with you. You know, it's funny, on the on the Dodgers, because I, I go to Padre games when they play the Dodgers, and I listen to fans yell at Dodger players. Mm-hmm. And the guy they give it to all the time is Muncie, is Max Muncie. Okay. And Muncie, from what I hear, is like what Kyle Farnsworth was, like an all-state linebacker football player from oh, Texas. Shit. Like, he's the guy you wouldn't want to fuck with. But Oral Hershiser said during a broadcast last week, he goes, the guy on the Dodgers that know, everybody knows in Major League Baseball you'd never mess with. Gavin Lux. Is, <laughs> is Joe Kelly. Oh, yeah. He said Joe Joe's Ke- got, Joe's Joe's got crazy eyes. That's what they said. They go, Joe Kelly will fuck you up. They go, everybody in baseball knows it. Yeah, I tell you, man. Like I, I, But I'm with you on the fam call. Well, I got a lot of, lot of respect for him last night. Yeah. Because I've looked at it and go, fuck, dude, enough about the contract, enough about everything else. And I watched that thing last night, and I go, you know what, man? Um, I, haven't, I haven't been cheering against him, yeah. right? We never... There are days when we wondered, fuck, is he going to be able to find it? Dude, I thought that was about as candid and as, like, heartfelt a thing that he said. And he said it. And you go, you know what, dude? Yeah. <clears throat> fuck, man. I, I just, that whole deal, dude, I, I never was a guy. Oh, I'll tell you a story. That you just asked about. <laughs> I did it one time. And I lost. I did it one time. I called out Gerald Starbury. He's on the Mets. And yeah, his mom. Shit beat out of hit by his mother. So mother hit me in the head with a purse. Didn't even see Fuck. it coming. Knocked me out. I think, I, honestly, I think I blacked out. You know the seats at Dodger Stadium that used to yeah. be like on the field, like behind home plate, like in the cage? Yeah. And I'm sitting there talking, running my mouth. I'm in high school. Yeah. And it was the first time I was ever in those seats. And, man, I got hit so hard. I just saw, like, stars. And it was it was Daryl Strawberry's mother. Had enough of my shit. Fucked you up. Fucked me uh, up. My early Padre games, my favorite memories going were with uh, Scott King, now a fine member of law enforcement up in the uh, Inland Empire. Great dude, San Diego Mustang. Scott King 
You know why I know he's a good friend? Because he bought a Padre jersey from the sporting goods store where I worked. High five. Yeah. On Santa Fe Drive in Encinitas, where the Vons is now. And he bought, it was an 84 home Padre jersey. He brought it into us because we had the heat press yeah. machine. I lined up three letters R-A-K for him. To put on the sleeve. To put on the sleeve. But I did not line it up correctly, and it ended up the R-A-K was basically behind his arm going into his pit, and Scott just wore it for like four years. Did even though, say a word? Well, he's like, what the fuck is that? I go, well, I can't do anything. That'll come off. Sorry. Ah, fuck it. He just wore it. That's a good friend. Yeah, that's a good friend. Yeah, it is. My first Padre memory that I remember with him, I'm sitting way down the left field line at Qualca or at yeah at the Murph, yeah, the Murph, and we were about sixteen, and uh, Mario Ramirez came up to pinch hit late in the game, former Padre infielder. Scott King says, "What the fuck is Dick Williams doing?" We're like sixteen. What the fuck is Dick Williams doing? And I go, yeah, Mario Ramirez. He goes, dude, I tell you what. If Mario Ramirez hits a home run, I'm streaking across this field. It's about two pitches later. <laughs> go on! Guy behind him starts tugging on his shirt. Get going! Get going. So now, uh, everybody remembers, if you're here a long, long time, guy. Yeah. You remember Eric Shaw and... Andre Dawson. At Wrigley Field, it started. The brawl, yeah. So, uh, big brawl. Now it's like we can't wait for the Cubs to show yeah. up. And so we're out. We're out in right field. And again, whatever that was, shit, man, we had to be right about that same age, 16, 17. We're out in right field. And people are just catcalling Dawson. Yeah. Dawson Holden. was MVP in 87. Yeah, I'd be right yeah. about that time. So, I, I feel like it was even, but. Dave, I feel like this was like 85 or 86 because okay. I don't remember Shout. Maybe okay. I'm wrong on that, but I feel like uh, it's be. more like 85. Yeah. I so remember watching this from Nashville on WGN. So we're catcalling Dawson yeah. from uh, right field. Now, I would tell you the truth. I don't remember, but I'm sure probably somebody yelled, fuck you, Dawson, shit like of that, course. right? But I think that's a little different after a fight, just yelling, fuck you, Tommy Pham. Yeah. Right, when a guy has just beat the living shit out of your John Birch guitar playing barefoot Jim Croce wannabe pitcher. Yeah. And yeah, honestly, there's probably a lot of people on the team that probably bought Dawson steak dinner at Bullies because Shaw was a fucking... Dawson's first year with the Cubs, by the way, is 87. Okay. Okay. So around that time. And uh, in center field is Washington Nationals manager Dave Martinez. So we're yelling at Dawson, Dawson, you got your ass kicked. No, he didn't. No, he did not. Doesn't matter. That's our version. We're sticking to it. And all of a sudden, Dave Martinez from center field looks over his left shoulder at us out there in the right field yelling at Dawson. My friend Scott King, one of law enforcement in the Inland Empire, stands up at age 17 and yells, Nobody's looking at you, Rodriguez. <laughs> I go, it's Dave Martinez. What? I go, it's Dave Martinez. No, it's not. It's Dave Rodriguez. I go, it's fucking Dave Martinez. Fuck. Dude, it makes it even funnier. Yeah. To dismiss 
him that he isn't even that important. But, but now he's been like a World Series manager. Yeah. Every time I see him on TV, Jeff, I laugh. I laugh yeah. out loud from this story but over and over again. He wasn't, he was genuinely upset. Yeah. Because he was so, he, it was only his voice that you heard. Yeah. And people are like, who the fuck's around here? <laughs> like, what? Dave Martinez. I don't know. Look at the goddamn board. Fuck. Fuck. Hey, it's all right. You tried. Just echoed to the whole place. Dude, you told me this story over 20 years ago, and I swear to God, I laugh all the time. To the point, anytime I have a kid on my yeah. team named Martinez, yeah. I call him Rodriguez because it makes me laugh. And it's not, I can tell you this, absolutely honestly, he was not being, it was nothing racial where you thought, yeah. oh, I'll call you Gonzalez yeah. or whatever. It wasn't that. He just didn't know. He, well, he didn't put any effort in. <laughs> he didn't put any effort to get to, Well, Dave Everybody Martinez else. Dave Martinez is like a D player. I got it, Dave, but there's 500 people out there, and 499 knew it was Dave Martinez in center field. <laughs> Scott King, law enforcement in the Inland Empire, great guy, got it mixed up. And they just sat there sullen. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck me. Do I try again? No. Ah. God, Scott was on Family Feud yeah, with heard. his brother, Jeff King. Carl's bad business owner, all-around yeah. great guy. And the King family was on Family Feud with Richard Dawson. And it was Scott's aunt. Then it was their grandfather, their grandmother, yeah. older brother Jeff, business owner in Carlsbad. Uh, best prime rib in Carlsbad. You can find it at Cocoa Beach. Tell them Dave and Jeff told this story. It'll be like, that fucking guy. <laughs> and uh, at the end was Scott King in a very nice suit, still trying to figure out how the fuck he got Dave Martinez mixed up. <laughs> uh, the King family wins. They're playing for fast money. Yeah. My friend, uh, proprietor of Cocoa Beach, Jeff King, is asked, name a magazine with a one-word title. Jeff is probably 18 at this point. Yeah, People's the first one in my head. Yeah, time. Yeah. Life. Jeff uh, blurts out, chic. <laughs> True story. Ah, and you just see it. You just see his soul leave his body. And now Scott's like, oh! <laughs> Scott's like 16. Oh! So now they turn around, turn around. We asked, name a magazine with a one-word title. I never saw Gary Gilmore get executed, but I have a feeling it couldn't be any worse than what I saw happen to my friend Jeff King, business owner. Richard Dawson with his arm around. Jeff's a big guy, former basketball player at San Diego. They wouldn't have thrown fucking tortillas at him. He'd have beat the shit out of him. Richard Dawson says, we're having a little trouble with the magazine title. Can you let us know what it is? Oh, boy. Jeff, in his attempt to cover, says, I think it's like chic. The next noise you hear are their German grandparents yelling, good answer. <laughs> uh, let me see chic. <laughs> <laughs> So, so now they get home and I immediately get a call 
Oh, my God, you can't believe what happened. <laughs> Jeff King, because he's an absolute legend and continues to be a legend and the greatest fucking guy ever, goes, fuck it. Viewing party at my house. Let's go. <laughs> so I went to a Rams game with them last year. He's like, you fucker. How many times did you tell that story? It's not on YouTube. You, f- God damn it. <laughs> so I go, what the hell happened? He goes, dude, I can tell you exactly what happened. He was dating a girl that we all knew. Yeah. And he goes, dude, I'm telling you, this is 100% true. He goes, we had gone into a liquor store. We'd gone into a liquor store like a week earlier. And he goes, we're getting beer and, and sodas and snacks and shit like that. Yeah. And he goes, dude, I'm walking. And he goes, they don't have it anymore. But he goes, liquor stores used to have that magazine rack. I go, fuck, I worked at Santa Fe Liquor. Griff knows. Yes. Guy who plays in a uh, legendary uh, tribute band in San Diego used to ruin my Tuesday and Thursday because he'd just sit there reading porn every night when I had a fucking stock the cooler. I go, I got it. I understand. He goes, dude, I'm pulling beer and everything. And I look and he goes, Sheik is on the magazine rack. And he goes, I look at it and I just start laughing because I'm thinking in my head, oh, I'm sure that magazine is the definition of chic. And he goes, you're standing on this stage. The lights are on you. The camera's on you. You can't believe Richard Dawson's talking to you. Yeah, Everything's going slow. He goes, yeah. He goes, yeah, people, lifetime. It should all pop into your head. He goes, fucking nothing popped into my head except for that fucking chic. <laughs> Guy's an absolute legend. <laughs> Guy's just a... So about five years ago... We uh, were at the King House, and uh, he goes, hey, check this out. Has to go hook up the VCR. Yeah. Doesn't know, but he has kept the VCR oh, just cool. for this. We watch it again. It's the greatest clip ever. That is funny as shit. Yeah, but those guys, like they're the epitome. That whole family is yeah. the epitome of four guys that could not give less yeah. of a fuck. That is so. Yeah, if I could ever have gotten the audio, I would have got it for the show. But I've tried my best. Oh, that is that is too damn funny, dude. I told the story last night on uh, being in Arizona where the blind guy fell, and of course there was no laughter from your point. And no, then I, I was like told, it. at what point did you think Jeff was going to laugh? And I said, I think it's because <laughs> I grew up in a family where my dad like uncomfortable laughed, and I think I uncomfortably laugh at shit like that, which is weird when somebody falls and it's horrible, but I don't know why, but we laugh at the stupid stuff like that. The craziest thing happened to me in Arizona. Never happened in my life, okay? And this is one of those things you see on the news and you say, how does this happen? It okay. happened to me the other night. I want to hear it. Leaving uh, Top Golf, and my okay. buddy had too much to drink. I had nothing to drink, by the way. So okay. he says, hey, drive, drive us back to the hotel. And I said, okay, I'll drive back to the hotel. I have him. I have his 16-year-old son who uh, it was his birthday. That's why we went to Top Golf to celebrate his birthday with a bunch of the players on the team. But the three people in the car are him, his son, and me. Okay. And I have to go 101 North. And I'm talking to him, and I'm driving. And 101 North's on the left side. And I make a left turn, and I'm going on, on the oh, ramp. Oh, shit. On, uh, going on the ramp to go 101 North. My buddy who's had, no joke, three pitchers. Yeah. What are you doing? And I go, going back to the hotel. He goes, you're going the wrong way on the freeway. 
dude. Like uh, like you did the Horton, right? Where I did a Horton. Where Horton was, what I was, oh, I was tanked. I was the one tanked, yes. but I'm the one that spotted it in the back seat. But dude, this is a much faster speed, and these oh, were cars shit. coming at us. White lights coming right at us. Oh fuck! Oh fuck is right, dude. It was it was it was great that I'm doing the show with you. Oh my god, dude! I literally, I tr- put that truck in reverse and gunned that shit back as fast as I could up the ramp. Yeah. which is about 100 yards, yeah. and then cleared it and got out. But all these cars are coming right at me. Yeah, welcome to my world. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, yeah, I didn't have the ability yeah, to Yeah, I almost had a head-on collision. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I'm like, holy shit. And my buddy is, I mean, was, no one was laughing. We're yeah. all scared shitless. And he's like, what the dude. fuck? Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, dude, almost killed your kid on his birthday. I can't believe it. In your truck, I told him. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Couldn't believe dude, it. Dude, that's a bad feeling, isn't it? It might have been the worst feeling to, to panic of going, yeah. how do I get out of this? Is everything okay? This was me, about 1130 at night. Thank goodness it wasn't more traffic. But there were still three cars running right at me coming off the road at 75 miles an hour. So for me on Cinco de Mayo when I got hit, it felt like as soon as that guy started going into the spin that everything slowed down. And, yeah. I was, and I, I've said it, and it's not hyperbole for the show, not anything else. I don't joke about this shit. In the moment... I thought, this is it. Game's done right now because I knew the Ford Bronco was coming at me. And I, I said this on the show. I was like, holy fuck. Like, I, I remembered everything. Like, everything. Uh, I had put a bow on everything. I yeah. told my kids I loved them. I, you know, other things that happened. At that moment, when you're going down the ramp, does everything go in slow motion? No. It was a complete just panic. Just a shot of adrenaline. Um I told the story to some other people that, that were there that left the same way we left just at yeah. a different time. And they said they almost did the same thing because the the way it says 101 North, you go, you have to clear the first lane to get to the second lane. That's bad. It yeah. just it wasn't wasn't roped off great. Wasn't I mean, hell, I've never done anything like that in my life. But man, I couldn't believe when he said to me, What are you doing? And I looked up oh, and I saw shit. nothing but white lights coming at me. Holy fuck, dude. Now here I've noticed so my kids live over in the Mesa. And we're often on El Cajon Boulevard. And I've noticed that if you were to do that, Dave, here, yeah. in certain parts, there's blinking red lights yeah. that would hit you as soon as you start down that ramp. There's blinking red lights that tell you wrong. Good. Yeah, there's nothing. Oh, they should. It was, it was about 75 yards down the ramp where it said uh, wrong direction. But it oh, didn't fuck. say it when you were pulling on to the to the, to the freeway. It oh, was, man. again, I was 100% sober. I had one Diet Coke three hours earlier. Nothing. Yeah. Crazy shit, huh? Yeah. It was it was embarrassing and crazy at the same time. I uh, hey, go to the pods. Okay. Um by the way, Chris Paul to the finals. First time in his life. How about that? Dude, yeah. Hey, listen. Fuck off to the Clippers too. <laughs> there you go. Fuck those guys. See? You broke your heart. Yeah. Uh Padres win seven to five. All right. Only the, goes the, five oh, innings. Five inning final. All right, that's fine. You're gonna take that? Yeah, we'll oh, take really? it. After the Dodgers fucking get criticized for a six game season, well, we don't you get a ring for it. We don't get a cheap ring <laughs> like you got. Um, no, that was cool. Uh, Grisham Grand Slam tonight, very cool. The yeah, whole thing. two home back. runs in the game. Took after a horrible start. Don't you look at that guy and go, dude? That that if I'm Milwaukee, like I I can't tell you who's playing center field for Milwaukee right now. Boy, that feels like Milwaukee. It's Kane. Ah. They got Jackie Bradley Jr. and Kane. It was, but Kane was supposed to go to the corner, but it's it's more Kane. Grisham, to me, seems like a guy they pulled the trigger on pretty quick, right? Like, AJ was in the right place at the right time. This team had been looking yeah. for a center fielder for how long? Yeah. 
feels like we'd gone through a million guys trying to play center field, including Myers. And now you just find that guy. You go, dude, you got him pretty cheap, right? Didn't he come uh, in the Urias deal? Urias and Lauer is what you gave up. You did fine. You did. I mean, you got, you got Zach Davies yeah. and Grisham. And you got a guy who won a gold glove. And Zach, Zach, yeah, and Zach Davies got you Darvish. Yeah. You know, yeah, ab- that's, absolutely. That's pretty good. No, that one worked out really well. And it wasn't for Grisham butchering that ball against the Nationals. Brewers right. probably said, no way in hell are we getting rid of this guy. He's our future. God damn. Yeah, it's uh, it really kind of amazing on how all that worked out. Grisham ends up winning the gold glove, even though it's kind of a joke. But he, um, yeah, he's, he's, he's even though he might be a weird guy and stares down the fans, he's good for the Padres. What does that mean for guys like C.J. Abrams in the future? I hope C.J. Abrams isn't a trade piece. I'd like to see him be something. Everyone I know that watches C.J. Abrams loves him. Yeah, I think, uh, I, I mean, shit, is he your shortstop? Does Tatis go to center? Does Grisham go to left? Give that to me one more time. Tatis to center. Yeah. Grisham to left. Okay, and Myers stays in right. Oh, well, you know, Myers is probably gone too. So you, think, you think Castle's the right field of the future, right? Correct? Gotta be, right? Yeah. Or do you just go, do you go Hassel and right? Uh, I mean, Abrams could probably be left. Grisham in center. I mean, fucking kid's a gold glover. And keep Tatis, Machado, Cronenworth. And then, uh, I mean, I think Hosmer's not going to opt out, but. No, Hosmer's not opting out. I mean, his if he was having a great year, he would opt out. But he's not having a great year. So how does that? Let's go over this again. You were right on this contract, correct on this contract when it went down. I remember we started this podcast. Uh-huh. So the first four years was a certain amount of money. No, and for who? who are for you Hosmer, about? five, five years, five right. years. Oh, okay, at this 20. is his fourth year, correct? Yeah. Okay. Five years at twenty. Okay. Final three at thirteen. Uh, thirteen. Okay. Like ballpark. So he, he got, might be so 23. We got, got 139. Got At the time, he was the highest paid. 144? 144. Okay. So 21, time, 22, whatever. Got it. Highest paid Padre at the time mm-hmm. before Machado and Tatis. And he'd go, yeah, right now he's not exactly doing what you'd want from your first baseman. I mean, tonight he got the day off against a righty. Yeah. You know, which doesn't exactly make sense. I mean, to be honest with you, if it wasn't for Hosmer having the stomach issues a year ago, we wouldn't ever realize how good Cronenworth was. Right. Um. And Hosmer, I don't know. Does he become your DH? Right? Does Cronenworth? In the does Cronenworth go to first? Do you give Kim? I mean, you're paying Kim seven million a year, Gold Glove guy. So are you looking at Cronenworth, Kim, Tatis, Machado? Your hope is at some point Camposano can hit. You go Camposano, Caratini. Then maybe your outfield is Abrams, Grisham, Hassel. Yeah, not a bad deal. Not a bad deal. You get you know? Clevenger. Yeah, Clevenger comes back. Right? Yeah. The, the Lamette deal, I, honestly, I, I, the Boy, worst thing. That worries you, man. You know, it does worry you. A couple things worry you. One is they say, you know, we joke around about the spin rate and the spider tech and all that shit that, you know, his slider is unbelievable. But he's a guy tremendously affected by not having that extra grip on the slider. Two is he has an injury. And we said, yeah. what's the worst thing that could happen is that he needs season-ending injury, which would keep him out for yeah. an entire year. He'd miss all of, you know, 2022. When your idea is you have this great pitching staff, plus you're getting Clevenger back to add to it. Yeah. And you're going, okay, now you're talking. Yeah. Now you're talking. And that's not even counting Gore, who, right. I don't know if a lot of people are giving up on Gore, but I don't think a lot of people are enthused by Gore as they were two years ago. I heard a weird story. Yeah. Um, that the Padres set the lineups for the minor leagues. It probably goes yeah. across baseball. 
But you also hear stories that they really dictate to the minor league pitchers what they do and what they throw. Yeah. And listen, man, they, I, I have to believe it's being addressed. Who fucked up that kid's mechanics? Yeah. Who fucked it up? And have they been held accountable? That guy, you, you fucking got that guy's head, right? Yeah. You know, the funny thing is, too, Dave, and I look at Paddock, and it could be just that Paddock's in the majors. The thing I wonder about Paddock is, dude, all the way through AAA, that guy's strikeout-to-walk ratio was about 25 to 1. How do, you, how do you lose home plate? Like, what happened? I, I don't know, man. I can't. It, I can't it's 66. I can't, yeah. You know, 60 feet, 6 inches, whether you're playing in high school, college. Yes. A ball, triple A. The, go look at the fucking guy's walk, strikeout to walk ratio. It was unbelievable. It's what we yep. talked about on the day he was traded for when they moved Fernando Rodney to get him. It was a number that was mind-blowing. When you looked at it, you go, hey, I get it. The guy's in low A, but he's about 75 strikeouts to five walks. It was some crazy number. Exactly And right. we pointed that out. And then we talked about it as he went, and he got Tommy John surgery, but then he came back, and that strikeout-to-walk ratio continued. And now you go, how could a guy who had such great success at every level struggle? Did somebody get in his head and change it? I don't know that they did or didn't, but it sure seems weird, right? Well, you know, Larry Rothschild is, is old school. You know, he's the pitching coach. He's yeah. old school. And so you wonder how much of blame does it go to to him? I mean, the Yankees got rid of Larry Rothschild because they they weren't fans of the way he was doing things. And we know in baseball, things change all the time. I mean, it, it's so weird that a guy like Tony La Russa gets another shot in baseball going old school way, whereas yeah. you're seeing the, the old guys move out. I mean, even Bruce Bochy wasn't feeling like he could manage the game the way he used to manage the game. Right. He was being told by a computer what right. to do all the time. I don't know what happened. I wasn't there, but at the same time, the history of Sonny Gray, you know, Paddock, some of these guys that have left this Rothschild that have gotten good again. One. Yeah. Oh, he and was. He was opening point, day pitcher a year ago. And now you don't know if he's your five. Dude, you don't want to pitch him in the playoff game. You had no pitchers in the playoffs against the Dodgers, but you don't want to fucking pitch him. You didn't want to pitch him at Garrett Richards, remember? How how does that yeah, how does Garrett that happen? Richards is coming off a major surgery. Yeah. Uh, what what did what happened in your organization? I don't know. And now it's going with Gore. I'm 100% not joking with the Gore thing because people get mad. We, well, they just drafted him. No, they didn't. They drafted him in 2017. Do you understand? People who started college in 2017 are graduating. I mean, he's been around. He should be up by now. He was the number one overall guy, number but, one prospect. But your two guys, Dave, that were lined up to be aces that you thought were going to be the one and the two yeah. in your rotation – Cannot find the fucking plate. How does that happen? You can't tell me that guys have played competitive baseball at a high level for 15, 16, 17 years, and all of a sudden you're going to try to sell me that the competition that Gore is facing got better? Somebody in your organization fucked that kid up. It has to be. I don't know. Are you telling me he just woke up one day and determined that he was going to change? Yeah, I'm with you. I, I, holy fuck I, holy fuck is right because he was your he was your number one guy he was the guy everybody talked about this team will be great when he's ready to play yeah i i, I mean you were supposed to be lined up with paddock and gore yeah and at that point at this point if you go out and you get darvish 
and Snell and Musgrove comes in, you should be living in a, in a spot right now where you go, holy fuck, we are golden. Because every night we have a legit one or two going against their one, their two, but also their three, four, and five. Yeah. And if Clevenger even comes over, if you make that deal, but all, you have to go out and you have to gut your farm system to get Musgrove, to get Snell, and to get Darvish, Clevenger, because something happened along the line that fucked up the career path and the career development of Mackenzie Gore and Chris Paddock, and nobody says shit about it. I, man, I couldn't agree with you more. Fucking ridiculous. I could, <laughs> These I could. fucking pussies in this media. See, when you say it, it, it's fine. When I say it, I'm a hater. But I'm telling you, let's just look at it what it was. A year ago at this time, people thought Gore was your Kershaw and Patino was your Pedro Martinez. Right. Right, and you had to go out and flip Patino for to, Snell to get Snell. Well, and here's the other thing: let's take it that far. Patino was another guy that you looked at, and you said we have got a stockpile of studs, front of the rotation guys. We're not looking at guys that are four. And even if you tell me, "Hey, man, you know what? You're a little dramatic." Patino's ceiling was a three. Fuck, I'll take that if he's a legit three. And you're looking at Gore and Paddock as my one and two. I will take that because even guys that are solid threes, you need three guys in yeah. the playoffs. So that's fine. I don't need three ones. I need a guy who can go against a three. And if he's better than the other guy, we win. You fucking threw the towel in on Patino after he had been your guy. You stole him. You went and found him when he was a kid. You developed him. We saw him at Elsinore, all these guys. We saw Paddock. We saw Gore. Holy fuck, they threw the ball through the goddamn roof or through the uh, yeah. backstop. And something happened at some point where all three of those guys, the e-break was pulled. Now, if you want to tell me, hey, Ryan Weathers came up. Well, Ryan Weathers, really, when you look at it, was A. He didn't go to double A. He didn't go to triple A. So he had a different career path than these guys. And now you're worried about him. To the point that you're talking about flipping him. I, I think that's a huge issue if you're trying to be a World Series team because at some point you're going to run out of dollar bills in your wallet that you could trade for a Darvish, a Snell, a Clevenger. I couldn't agree with you more. I, I'm right on, on this whole thing because the goal is if you're a Padre fan, I know you want to get that one World Series, but you want to be set up to have a chance to win World Series for 10 years. Yeah. What happened? Yeah, you aren't playing for one year. You're playing for to be a dominating team for at least 10 years. And listen, you want to tell me, Austin, great, the fucking guy can't get on the field. You traded Taylor Trammell, who was your top outfield prospect, to get him. And I know you got Altavella, who's uh, going through Tommy John surgery, right? And the other pitcher, you got a few guys, bullpen help. I get it. But you paid a high price to get Taylor Trammell. I'm sure pretty did. sure you paid Fran Mail Reyes to get Taylor Trammell. Yes. Uh, I listen, there there are some trades that have worked out as we pointed up. Getting Grisham and Zach Davies, who becomes Darvish for Urias, who was your other top stud. Laura was a top stud. Luke Casey was supposed to be a top stud. I don't remember. Lauer was though, a first round pick. I got it, but I don't remember those guys looking at Lauer feeling like he was going to be a one. I know your point, Dave. I'm not dismissing I'm just saying, what you're, you're saying. You give up a number one pick. pick. Yeah. Correct. I agree with you on that. Yeah. But I felt like as Lauer was going through, you didn't hear the hype on Lauer yeah. or Lucchese. Again, I hear your point, and it's valid. 
to the level that you heard it on Gore or Paddock yeah. or Patino. Yeah. And now none of those three fucking guys are on the verge of figuring when you had three guys that were lined up to be at the front end of your rotation for five, 10 years yeah. to the point that we were talking about what are they going to do when you got assigned to Tease, but then you're going to have to sign Patino, Gore, and Paddock. Yep. Holy fuck. You're not oh. going to have one of those guys. And nobody says shit. Nobody says shit. I tell you what, as you mentioned these guys and, and first-round picks, next Tuesday, right here in uh, in our studio, Marcelo Meyer's gonna gonna come in. He's gonna do a one on one with me with uh, for JP Twenty Five Media, the, nice. the thing that Josh has going. But Marcelo could be the number one pick because we've seen this in San Diego before with Mickey Moniak and Steven yeah. Strasburg and Bush and other guys that have done it. It's kind of crazy that this is a kid that I've seen since he was seven years old, and now he's living the dream. Where you just right. anyone who's ever had a kid that played baseball, no one ever thinks to that point. My kid's going to be the number one overall pick in the nation ahead of college players and high right. school players. It's kind of fucking crazy, man. I mean, it's really nuts. But but Dave, if he's one, two, three, three four, whatever, 24, yeah. 44, uh, yeah, he's, 84, what a great day for San Diego. What a great day for this community. And Rocker for the Vanderbilt got, got lit up tonight. So yeah. you think his stock dropped a little bit. Jack Leiter's another guy he's competing with. And there's yeah. a the fourth kid is a kid of Lawler's a shortstop in Texas. But it's kinda it's kinda crazy. I've known his, his dad and his older brother forever. And it's just it's one of those where you you're so happy for the family to go. I, I can't what, believe it's in that situation. In July? It's coming up in a couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of nuts, but exciting. anyway, yeah, very exciting. He uh, reached out to me today and said, "Hey, I'll, I'll do that. I'll do that one-on-one interview with you." Um, uh, one quick thing, go just ahead. a reminder: no, no podcast on Monday night. We'll be back Tuesday, Tuesday. which will be fun. Perfect. We'll talk about that when we're back here Tuesday night. Absolutely. Uh, we'll be Tuesday and Wednesday next week as well. Good deal. I want to ask you one quick thing before we move on in the show: is you being a Twins fan? Um, yesterday something happened. It was the Twins against the White Sox. It was okay. Lucas Giolito against Josh Donaldson. Did yeah. you catch this where Josh, Josh Donaldson hits a home run? White Sox, by the way, are in first place. Twins, as Jeff said last night, are having just a horrible year. Paid Donaldson a ton of fucking money. It's been a huge disaster. And a, it's been a disaster. And Josh Donaldson hits a home run off of Giolito, and he crosses home plate, and he says, no more sticky stuff. To, you know, he doesn't look at Giolito when he says it, but yeah. he says it to the catcher and to everyone on the Twins team. Giolito's a little pissed off, you yeah. know, about it. If I'm Giolito, okay, tell me if I'm just fucking just being a hothead. Next time I see Donaldson, I'm drilling that motherfucker as hard as I can, and I'm going, fuck, there's no sticky stuff. I yeah. got no control over the ball. Sorry I just fucking smoked you in the ribs. But I'm throwing that shit at 101 miles an hour, and I'm hitting that motherfucker for qu him questioning me on how good I am as a pitcher. Yeah, uh, Donaldson, much, much different situation. But Donaldson, as a guy for me that's been a Twins fan my entire life, he's another guy where I look at and I go, well, I'm a Twins fan. Uh, I don't like that move at all. Never liked that move. Uh, the money for him didn't make sense. When they desperately needed starting pitching, they had, you know, Jay Happ, and they had who the fuck, uh, uh, right? They had all these other fucks, a Drizzy. What's that asshole's name? <laughs> a Drizzy. What's his yeah. name? Yeah, J Jacob Drizzy. Jacob Drizzy. Well, hold on, now you got me all messed up. I messed up the the. I was fucking into the Kraken thing, and he got me all yeah screwed Hap. up. 
I mean, they just went out shoemaker. They go. They out did get, get to Camada and Rich Hill for one year. They got Rich Hill for one year. Is now with the Rays, doing a great job. I got it, but they desperately needed pitching. Yeah, and they had guys that could probably play the Jake Odorizzi, right? Odorizzi. Okay. Uh, yeah. God dang it. Yeah, I mean, they've had all these different guys. I'm not a Donaldson fan. To me, Donaldson is actually what people accuse Machado of being. Yeah, he and is. Just being a fucking dick. He is. You're right. And now he comes out today and he's saying, oh, I didn't think I showed him up. I didn't intend to show him up. I didn't, I didn't know what the story was because, honestly, Dave, there's a lot of guys on the Twins team right now that have kind of, it's not because the team's shit. They've been shit 90% of the time I've been a fan and I still loved them. They don't have a lot of guys on that team that are likable. Yeah. And it's the one thing, at least with this Padre team, that I look at and I go, fucking Machado's likable, Tatis is likable, uh, Cronenworth is likable, right? Yeah, Darvish. almost the entire team. Yeah, and and fam, after last night, you go, dude, that was, that was pretty cool, right? Yeah. All these guys. Yeah, you go, dude, there's a lot of guys I cheer for on this team. Even Blake Snell, struggling right now. The only go, guy I can think of on the Padres, whenever he makes an appearance where everyone goes, fuck, is Mateo. When, when, when Mateo steps in, everyone knows he can't hit for shit. Yeah, honestly, I, I, I mean, it doesn't Yeah, even, he's the fastest guy on the team. Nobody gives a fuck. Dave, here's the thing. I got a lot of shit going on in my life, so I don't have time to fucking worry about Mateo. I've got to be honest. Josh said that the Padres only keep Hosmer around because his GPA must be good. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you do on certain high school and college teams. Good GPA brings the rest of our GPA That's up. That's a great line. A fucking great line. I like that a lot. Yeah, but... But to me, man, the Twins don't have a lot of guys. They go, yeah, I really like that guy. Yeah. That's a fun guy to watch. And when I look back, uh, as I often do, uh, when they were talking about, today you saw that clip. Did you see Tatis? Insane clip from last night, right? Yes. He's going in Cincinnati. You can't tell me he knows the camera's on him. He's going, two little kids in Padre jerseys. He's bumping knuckles. They're like, hey, can you sign the ball? He goes, I'll be back after the game. Fucking guy comes did back after the game, right? You just go, this Nobody is does great. that, by the way. And Nobody it, does that. And honestly, if he was a Dodger or a Giant or yeah. a Rocky, I would say the same thing. You He's go, the same just, reason I wanted Mookie Betts to sign either with the Pods or the Dodgers right. because I knew what he did in Boston. But this isn't now about you, Mookie. But, but now, well, now, I'm just saying, you got one. Yes, exactly. So you watch it and people go, man. And they started talking about baseball players they gave them things. Yeah. And I was going to write, you know, one of my favorites was in 1991 when Mark Grant and the pussy Atlanta Braves laid over like the dirty yellow dogs they are up three to two in the World Series yeah. and just gave it to the Twins. I can still hear Jack Buck saying, and the Twins are going to win the World Series. <laughs> and then looking at that sad sack 55, standing in the fucking dugout, catching flies with his mouth open, keep walking. Let's go. It's like the moving sidewalk at the airport. This guy's walking by. Where's that flight going? Nobody cares. That's mud. Every time I look at mud, he's like, probably be fun flying to Kansas City. Let's go. And so I was going to write that. But on that Twins team, when you look at who they had, every fucking guy on that team I loved. In the 87 team, Al Newman, gutty little Aztec. I don't know how much I gave a fuck about Tim Laudner. <laughs> but Herbeck, Lombardozzi, Greg Gagne, right? Yes. Uh, um, fucking Gladden. Mike Blanken. Gaetti? Yes. 
Brunanski. Yes. Don Baylor's on that team. Kirby. So many. It's so funny how many teams Don Baylor was on. Right. But he won it. Yeah, Chili Davis. Yep. Um, on the 91 team. Knobloch. Yes. Right. And so, yeah. Mark Grant tried to tell me last night that Kent Herbeck cheated with Lonnie Smith. Yeah, I've heard him say this I a go, bunch the of fuck times. it did. Go on to Reddit. You'll see that Lonnie Smith was out the night before with Morris Day in the time. <laughs> I don't think Grant was even active, right? No, for that World he Series. wasn't active. He's just sitting there. You know what's funny, man? I always, I always think of Grant when I think of this line. I think it's the progressive commercials where we always yeah. talk about the old guys, you know, trying to catch up. Mm-hmm. When the guy says, you woke up early today. Great. Yeah. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> I was like, Mud's the guy that said, I've been up since four in the morning. Great. Nobody no, that's cares. Woods. <laughs> Woods does do this every day. What time he woke up? So tired. Nobody I, I woke up at two. But I'm going to go play golf for 36 fucking holes. Yeah. Okay. As soon as I get this 30-second spot cut. <laughs> I don't know why he and Paul even... Well, Paul talks to us. We never cheap shot Paul. Yeah, no. Paul does talk to him. Paul plays the game. By the way, my apologies to Ben. I figured out who the fuck was calling it, Woods and Vanilla, and it was not anybody I should be quoting on this show at all. I knew I'd seen it. I couldn't remember I think where. Vanilla comes first on that show. Huh? Isn't it Vanilla and Woods? Vanilla. <laughs> yes. The person who said it originally is not anybody I should be quoting. I figured it out last night driving home. I was like, oh, fuck. I can't quote that guy. What's the matter with me? I had a girl ask me this question yesterday, and I said, I do know somebody that did this. I've never once hugged a girl. The question was, have you ever hugged a girl just so you could feel her boobs against your chest? And Jesus I said, not Christ. in a million years. And then I said, I've never Why thought not, of Bubba? it. And I said, I know one guy that did do Stand that. Stand by. That guy used to do that. Remember, he got cut off the hallway. To uh, grab closer to, to girls. And I, never, would go. I never saw it. I've, yeah, heard, I've never seen it either, but I've heard too many stories. From people that it happened to. Yeah. My point is, I, have you ever hugged a girl thinking this is a good way to get a feel? God, no. Yeah, that's what I said. Like, I said, no, I've never once. Like, there are days when I go, you know, I know I'm fucked up, but I, I don't know that I'm as fucked up as other people. Man, I read you that line from that book last night. I read it to the guys on my team today. None of them liked it. I go, I still can't get over that weird fucking line. I go, that guy wrote it. Shit. 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 Jesus. I'm telling hey, I had a couple of iron hacksaw hug me one time. I said, hey, what the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you doing, you little creeper? Remember that, Eddie? I liked it. Nice to have loving. I liked it. I liked it. You little fuck. I just saw some guy talking about soup and oyster crackers, David. Almost football season. I love hearing those little dots as fucks are out there on the field. Ah! Ah! Those little fuckheads will get run right over. They wouldn't play for me in Buffalo. You think Marvel even wants a couple of those little fucking dorks on his team? Fuck no. Right, Eddie? Hey, they can run. Fuck off. I swear to God, dude. Every time I see Eddie, I know he's aware of this shit. No way. Yes. 100%. Jeez, he doesn't even happened? talk to me anymore. He just stares Dave, at me. Dave, 
I, Dave, I, didn't, I was never on cracker duty. <laughs> I'm a salary cap guy. Hey, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what your fucking duties are, kid. You're fucking, uh, Dave, you know what happened to fucking Snell, your little noodle arm friend? He couldn't handle Skyline Charlie. Give him a little tummy ache. <laughs> he said, hey, let me have a little junior pull. I'm a little junior guy. And guess what, Dave? He went with regular Cheez-It crackers. What a fucking dipshit. <laughs> then he had to go. Can you imagine, Dave, ever having, well, it, this would be under the impression you've ever had a boss. But if you had a boss, can you imagine, Dave, having to call Mike Shepard, your close friend? Remember that little fuck? That little bald shithead? <laughs> Shep? Dave Pally. I can't go today, Shep. I got tummy. I got tummy. Hey, hey, Snell. Let me let you in on a little secret, kid. It's called Pepto-Bismol. I got fucking guys from the Tigers puking their guts out. That made me nervous. Fuck off. Ten-day IL for tummy ache. What happened there? Oh, oh, Dave, I don't feel so good. I went out. You know what I did, Dave? I went down to Juanita's. <laughs> I had four rolled tacos with cheese and guacamole because I couldn't handle just three. And then I let myself fall victim to that oh-so-tasty rice pudding drink. T-shirt tech knows what I mean. <laughs> You're going to have nuts. Not little peas, not little grape nuts. You're going to have balls you walk in there and order that rice pudding drink. And I'll tell you the other thing. You're man enough to order that? All the girls in the place? Those little nipples go ka-ching, right, Eddie? <laughs> Ching. Jesus. <laughs> hey, T-shirt tech. How the fuck was that monster jam, huh? Did you have fun there, you shithead? <laughs> Congratulations! I heard that's the only show I ever heard. Dave, remember when you gave that fuck tickets to the Monster Jam and he was like, "What?" You're like, "Get off the phone." <laughs> Blake Snell. We don't say shit about Paddock, but Blake Snell gets a little tum tum. Give him some fucking tums, Dave. Don't you have tums in your bag Do you think- with all those roids? Do you, think, do you think he, uh, do you think honestly this is tummy ache or do you think this is a COVID deal? No, they said tonight it's not COVID. 10 days for tummy ache? Yeah, I don't know. 10 days. Hope it's not diverticulitis. <laughs> the only fucking big time disease I can pronounce. <laughs> That's a good call. That's a good call. <laughs> Hey, uh, Brian Kerr is your guy you need to talk to if you're looking to buy a home or sell your home. He's the guy that handles the real estate here in San Diego better than anybody else. Why would you go to anyone else? Let's get the most for your home that you possibly can. Get those bidders lined up. At the same time, let's find out where you're going to live next. Brian Kerr is your guy. He's our guy as well. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. That easy, Woods. <laughs> Dave, I have two exes that live in different parts of the Texas? country. Oh. Yeah. I've been invited to live in Tyler, Texas. Dave, okay. how long would I learn how long would I survive in Tyler, Texas? Half a day. Half a day is right. Fuck am I gonna do there? Open up a bass cleaning shop? I clean fish once, I pass out. Sell sell belt buckles. Yeah, that's it. Sell George Strait records. 
And then today I was told, hey, if you have any vacation time, you should come visit me in Indianapolis, Indiana. There you go. Don't act like I don't have fucking options. Is that Hardwick that asked you that? <laughs> no. Uh, so, yeah. If you're unlike me and you don't have the opportunity to go hang out in Tyler, Texas, <laughs> or downtown Indianapolis, Indiana, well, I guess you could settle for staying in San Diego, but you're going to have to have a place to live. Who can help you do that? The one and only Brian Curry. Nobody better, and especially as you're trying to find the right house in the neighborhood that you love, call Brian, tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. Absolutely. Alan Taylor standing by to build you that perfect pool. Alan Taylor, Taylor May Pools. Don't forget, you need to get on his calendar. He's extremely busy, and he's busy for a reason because he's the best there is at what he does. 619-449-4452. Make your backyard a staycation. 619-449-4452. Listen, I love Bob Hunt. Nobody has done a nicer job promoting this show, and he's such a champion. But the idea that he ignored Alan on the eve of Canada Day, tomorrow is Canada Day. Is that right? It's very, very frustrating. And I know Bob didn't mean anything by it, but as we often say, be better. (laughs) Uh, You know who you don't have to say be better to? Alan Taylor and the staff at TaylorMade Pools. You don't have to be better when you're the best. My God. Dave, you kind of skip over too fast the idea of the 3D technology when you have a backyard that is not living up to expectations, you got to think big. And nothing's bigger, nothing's better than a tailor-made pool. Take a look at their website. Take a look at our website. Give them a call. Tell them Dave and Jeff sent you. Absolutely. Kyle Fluker's the guy you need to talk to when it comes to that website. Again, the website needs to make you a little bit of money. Also, that needs to be very easy to navigate through. Don't forget, Kyle Fluker's your guy. 619 500 619-500-6621. Uh, yeah, your website matters, and I've been going through it. And there was just a couple of websites that I dealt with recently that do not need to be promoted. But you know the thing that makes me absolutely insane are the pop-ups. If you're going, like, if you go, Dave, to uh, Bleacher Report or some of these different uh, sports sites, God damn, the pop-ups show up, awful announcing, dead spin, and it just ruins the experience. And I don't know. I would hope that when people are coming to your website, they're getting the experience they want, not one where they go, God, this just sucks. If you're not getting the result you want, then it's time for you to give Kyle Fluger a call so he can improve your website at the level he improved ours. Absolutely. And Dan Williams, finally. Don't forget about Dan. He's the one that will help you with your finances. So many people have questions about financially how things are working out. Dan's your guy, even though he told me to shut my mouth tonight <laughs> when I trashed Skyline Chili. Look, bar smart two minutes. <laughs> Borrow Smart 2-Minute Tuesday Understanding Your Cost of Debt on YouTube. Check it out. Every week he gives you free advice, but I'm telling you what you should do. You should call Dan. He makes the phone call so easy. He doesn't just not one of those guys that tries to just keep you on the phone just to talk. He gets right to the point, answers your questions right away, and he will help you out. 858-688-6813. Let's get out of the rental market. Buy your first home. 858-688-6813. Well, I tell you what, they are doing it for me right now. Uh, going through a refinance on our condo in La Mesa. And Dan and his team could not be more thorough, easier to deal with. It's been absolutely outstanding. I've talked about how great they have been for me as we rebuild, uh, absolutely rebuilt my credit, put it at the level I needed it to be as I was able to buy a car. And Dan, yesterday I go, hey man, did you just run my credit? My phone's pinging like crazy. 
He goes, we did. He goes, your credit score came back like a champ. Good job. Uh, that's the kind of response you want when people run your credit. And if you need to do that, have Dan Williams and his team help you. 858-688-6813. All right, here we go. We're going how older than how much they're worth. We're going to go with July 1st. Okay. okay. We're going to start off with someone who's no longer with us. It's Princess Diana. Princess Diana. Uh, she's alive. Uh, playing it's the Katie Temple. Throw him one of the night. I think Princess Diana wins wins the swag chain. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Right, Dave? Sure. She's a princess. In every aspect. My God, gorgeous. Perfect. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm going to say she was, I'm going to say she would have been 59 today. 60 years old. 60 years old. Would have been 60. Goddamn beautiful. 36 when she passed. How about that? Brutal, man. Um, I forgot. I did not. Look. Go ahead. You, while you think about it, I'm going to look it up how much she's worth. I can't believe I didn't type it in. Oh, shit. Go ahead. Well, stall. Uh, incredibly hot. When I lived in London. Were you living in London when she passed? No, you were back in St. No, when she died in here. 97. Yeah. I was working at KFMB when that happened. That was brutal, man. That was awful. Like, I don't know, the whole royal family living over there, I couldn't give less of a fuck, but... <laughs> But I, Dude, my, trust me. I'm with you on that. My mother was always one of those, you know? Trust me, man. I was at Stringfellows, the Hippodrome. Yeah. Anywhere I thought she might be. Really? I thought, yeah. There you go. See, look at that. You thought she'd be there. I knew that. Yeah. I knew that big-eared bastard wasn't bringing the heat. He was not. I was like, we could close this fucking deal. <laughs> All right. Like, how much is she worth? Uh, $10 million. A lot more than that. $141 million. Yeah. Dude, she would have been worth... She would have been just an absolute rock star if she had, had God, what an awful night in Paris. Too, yes, man. absolutely. Terrible. Okay. All right, Pam Anderson. Oh, my God. That is an American treasure. And by the way. Or Canadian sure treasure, people, either way. Both. Huh? Both. Canadian treasure, too. Oh, She's my Canadian. God. She is. Happy Canada Day, Pam. <laughs> My God. And what an actress. Yes. She was great. So many roles. Wasn't she in Barbed Wire? I guess. What do you mean you guess? You I, fucking own it. I've seen it. I don't know if she even spoke. It wasn't important. I wasn't paying attention. I, shit, I couldn't hear it. I think that movie was in Portuguese. I just stared at her. Wow. <laughs> That's what I did. I'm sorry. What was the question? <laughs> oh, how old is she? This is the way, guys, by the way. Just for anyone knows. This is the way guys watch the Weather Girls on TV. You right. can watch the whole thing, and what's the temperature going to be tomorrow? No fucking idea. Well, we used to say when we go to the fights, it's the way we'd watch the ring card girl. Because you watch her, and then she'd step down, and you go, what round is it? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she just fucking took a minute walking around the ring. Yeah, I wasn't looking at the piece of cardboard. Sorry. Sorry, Charlie. Uh, I'm going to say she's 57. 54. How much is she worth? Oh, this is a good question. Not as bad as I thought, to be honest with you. I'll say $8 million. $20 million. Yeah, is that some Tommy Lee money? Is that all I have her no money? idea. I don't know. $20 okay. million bucks. All right, last one. Liv Tyler. Liv Tyler. Um, say she's 50. 44. Fuck, I am awful. I know. What's game. going on today? I thought I for sure you'd get Princess Diana. Uh, $21 million. Uh, she's worth $50 million. Damn. All right. 
Here we go. Five random questions. Okay. Do you know how to use chopsticks? Fuck no. <laughs> Dude, here's what I do with chopsticks. Um, go ahead. I love going to the restaurant. Yeah. Every time I get motivated, I try to use do you them. try? Yeah. It's a complete disaster. And then I try to teach myself the drum solo from In the Air tonight. Oh, fuck. What's wrong with you? Here's the trick, all right? Oh, listen to you. Let I'm actually, you. I'm, I'm decent Bobby with chopsticks. I, I, Go ahead. As a kid, I couldn't do it. Number one is you, they have to be even. So you've got to bang them against the table to make sure they're exactly the same length. Okay. okay. If you have one that's opposite length. But I like you, this. You take, okay. you take the one, you're right-handed like I am. Yep. You put it in your hand first and you hold it like you would hold a pencil. Okay. And then you take the other one, put it right next to it, and then you hit it on the table, and then you make it so they're exactly even, and it's a piece of cake. Oh, I like that. All right, okay. I'll try Ernie that. Martinez lost a shitload of weight just eating chopsticks every meal. Everything he had except ice cream. No, he did it because it. you eat slower when you have chopsticks, so it gives you a chance to fill up faster. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Okay. How about that move right there? I like that. All right. If you could be any age forever, what age would you choose? Oh, that's great. That's great. I like that one. Uh, I'd say 30. It's funny. I said 32 in my mind. It was 32. 32? The reason I picked 32, I was 32 when we got blown out at KFMB. And I remember we weren't working yeah. for like three or four months. And we showed up to uh, Charger training camp. Yeah. All I did was lift weights and swim. And I think I was in the best shape of my life. I was tan. And I remember Brian Wilson saying, dude, you look like you aren't working. <laughs> he goes, dude, you look like you could play middle linebacker right, right now. Here. Like You look like you 100% aren't working. I don't know what you're doing, but you should probably stop that. Uh, I, I was like, shit. I think 32. Yeah, my 30th birthday was in Vegas. And somewhere I have a picture. And it's me. And I'm there with my friend, Wendy. Yeah. Laura, uh, Val, Lee. I feel like there's one other in that picture. And just five of, there's one other one in there. I can't think of who it is. Maybe my friend Betsy. Five of my best friends that have been so great for me going back to probably ninth grade. And I was saying to my sons, man, I go, listen, date the best girls you can in the world. Yeah. But I said, also... Find the best girls in the world to be your friends because they'll fucking get you on the right path and keep you in. Man, those five have got me through more shit, a lot of which we've talked about on this show. But holy shit, love them. And that night, that's one of my favorite pictures, just with, with five. Dated a couple of them. Uh, love them all. And cool. still friends to this day. Yeah, the best. If, if you could be born in any other decade, which one would you choose? Oh, Dave, how great would it be to be born in the 1800s? Just be great. <laughs> Jesus, dude. Just going out Nobody there. Nobody had deodorant. Smell like shit. Yeah, no deodorant. No Fuck. air conditioning wearing your wool suit. Right. You just pull your tooth and just fucking have it replaced with wood. Hey, great. I fucking hate paper straws. How long would I last with a wooden tooth? Oh, shit. Uh, Stepping in horse shit every time you left your place. Yeah, I, I think I'd be born in the fucking 2000s, dude. No, uh, we were born when yeah. we were born. I was thinking the 90s. 90s it, is pretty good. Because, uh, again, by the time you're born in the 90s, the internet's going, right? Music's easier. You don't need yeah. to buy albums and CDs yeah. and shit. You got everything on a little box, Yeah, you don't have to act like Def Leppard's good. No, you get, <laughs> you, get, you get the iPhone. You have all that shit. 
Yeah, it's pretty good. I, I, I think that's the way I go. Yeah. People answer that the wrong way. They, oh, they always the, do. Oh, the 50s. Life was so much okay. easier. Fuck off. <laughs> Give me a break. What was easier? Oh, you go to the gas station. The guy runs out in the white hat. He drags your windshield. Oh, you lazy asshole. Get up. <laughs> you lazy asshole. Get up. Fucking Jeff and I were like 70s and 80s kids. Yeah. Dude, we're looking at Sears catalogs for boob. I mean, dude, porn's Great. right at your fingertips. God damn. Is it? <laughs> now it is. All right. That's what Woods tells me. It's easy. Dude, I had a friend, female, text me. This is why my female friends are the absolute greatest. I had to tell this story. She does not listen to this podcast. Okay. It's great. I check in on a friend. This one's been a friend of mine for 25 years. I check it. Hot as shit, right? Just hot. Yeah. Fucking cool. Yeah. I Single, too. Like, I don't know. Somebody needs to fucking marry this chick. She's the greatest. I texted her the other day. I go, hey, how's your day going? She goes, it's fucked. I go, what do you mean it's fucked? Because I keep getting all these text messages on my phone, and it's all porn shit. So she goes, do you ever get those? And I go, no. I go, I get the guy calling me, right, with your yeah. auto extension. She goes, no, I get that shit too. But she goes, I'm getting all these uh, text messages, and it's like porn and like blowjobs and fucking and naked chicks the whole thing i go that's the most insane thing i've ever heard I'm like i've never heard that she goes yeah i don't know what the hell's going on but i'm at work and my phone buzzes and i'm afraid everybody's seeing it i go god damn she goes i wonder if that's because i was on x videos the other night <laughs> i was passed out i go fuck what you just say so then i send her a picture of lisa I yeah. go, hey, you see my girl, Lisa Ann? She goes, hey, sorry. She's a little older than what I'm usually looking at. Oh, wow. And I go, you know what? I go, porn discrimination is a real thing, and you just fucking did it, and I've never been more disappointed <laughs> in you. She goes, oh, you probably have been. <laughs> She's a little older than what yeah. I'm looking at. Look at her. I go, what are you looking at? The alley cat? Yeah, how about that? Yeah. Damn. Look at that. All right. Wow. Yeah, but her phone. So, hey, I don't know. Oh, Your my phone gosh. starts buzzing. Yeah. I told her maybe it was the cat. <laughs> All right. I'm not sure if I asked you this one or not before, but here you go. If you could speak another language, which one would it be? Oh, I like that. I think we have done this. One. Oh, shit. It'd have to be Spanish. Right? Yeah, me too. Yeah. I mean, living in California, especially San Diego, correct? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean... Like how much Spanish do you do you understand? Like I can't speak Spanish, but I think I understand enough. So my buddy James and and my buddy Nick the other day at work, it's like they were they were explaining something. I go, now I feel like I'm back on day two of Spanish class. I had Manny Ribeiro, San Diego, great guy, but they used to have this thing. Dave, did your high school do this? Where every Monday, and I'm always wondering who wrote this thing. It was like the weekly bulletin. No, we didn't have that. Dude, this thing was like uh, 11 by 14 piece of paper and front and back. So it was the announcements, right? Hey, yep. there'll be live band on Thursday. Football, get the whole thing. And fuck, I love Manny Ribeiro. who's such a nice guy. But this fucking guy on Monday, when we get it, you roll in, right? Tired. He'd read the whole fucking thing in Spanish. Really? 
Fuck, Manny. What are you doing? Well, I'm helping you learn the language. I go, well, I'm not learning shit. <laughs> I, I understand say, football. I can say lapis. I think that's pencil. Leche. My buddy, uh, my buddy Mike Paoli. The <laughs> late, sure. Oh, my God. The late, great Mike Paoli. I win Barcelona. Fucking kids from Richfield, Minnesota, right? So Manny Ribeiro, this is for you, baby. So we're in Barcelona, and he's like, uh, none of the girls speak English. So I go, dude, just go say, hola, mi lapis. Muy grande. He goes, what's that mean? I go, it means your eyes are gorgeous. He goes, fuck, perfect. I just watch this fucking four-eyed fuck walk over there. <laughs> Comes back. What is it? Dude, come on. Mi lapis is muy grande. Oh, fuck. I like that. I'm going to say it with passion. He just walks over to me. Lapis, muy grande. I got a big pencil. <laughs> She's like, huh? And he goes, comes back. He goes, I don't think that worked. I go, dude, I fucked it up. He told her you had a big pencil. He goes, fuck. He liked it. <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with you? A lot. Jesus. All right, here we go. Do you have okay. any plans for the 4th of July? Last question. Uh, it's funny. Uh, Monday the 5th, all right, I got to ask you this. Yeah. It's not so much, <laughs> it's not so much uh, the 4th, nothing really. The 5th, I'm going uh, to the Padre game, so we won't be here Monday night because yeah. I'm going with Pete and Point Loma and uh, my sons. Monday would have been my 14th wedding anniversary. Oh, yeah, Which that's is really right. funny. That's right. But this is weird to me. Like, I get along with her great. I don't hate her, the whole thing. I don't, like, I'm sorry for who I was at the end because shit was kind of spiraling out of control. But, like, I like a really close friend of mine goes, oh, that's great, happy anniversary. I go, it turned in, it's just another day. Like, for those yeah. 11 years, it meant everything. But it's really weird to me. Again, it's no disrespect to her. But this friend of mine in Toronto was like, well, do you get a card? Do you do it? I don't know. I'm fucking married to her anymore. Yeah, why would you do that? Yeah, but I go, it's just weird. So I don't know if anybody out there. So I said to her, my friend in Toronto, who's also divorced. I said, would your ex have gotten you anything? Fuck no. Yeah. But they didn't have, they didn't have a great divorce. Okay. And most people there, don't. There's no such thing as a great divorce, yeah. but at least we get along. Yeah. And it's cool, the whole thing. But I was like, no. Is that weird, Dave? No, I mean, hell, my my sister went through a divorce around the same time you did, and yeah. fuck, dude, it was it was horrible just showing up to their kids' graduation. Like, yeah, and, see, and scared to see each other. Oh, I got to tell you this one quick story before I forget, before the fourth, and we'll get out of here. So I don't know if I told you. Did I tell you the Monday Night Raw story? No. Okay, so August 23rd is also a Monday, giving you preparation. There will not be a show that night. Because uh, I got tickets for Monday Night Raw at the arena. I'm taking my son, Shaq, and Cade. They would not, Pachanga Arena would not sell me three tickets, so I had to buy a fourth. Really? So I got a fourth seat. I'm saying to their mom, hey, are you going to go? Because I got a buddy at Upper Deck that's a wrestling fan. He'd, he'd go. She says, ah, oh, shit, I don't know. I go, it's 4.30 in the afternoon because it's live on TV. So she's thinking about it. She's thinking about it. We go to the Padre game the other night. She goes, hey, I'll just let you know. I, I'm going to go to Raw. 
because uh, Cade says he wants me to go. I said, well, that's cool. But I go, Cade's a casual WWE fan. I know he'll love the whole idea of being there and seeing the TV and how it all goes. But I said, the one who's going to be the most excited is the wrestling fan who's Jack. She goes, oh, no. Oh, no. I go, what do you mean by that? She goes, oh, he made it very clear to me. Listen, I'm going out there to enjoy Monday Night Raw. And I'll answer your questions to a point, and then we're done. And she said, well, give me an example. And he goes, I'll give you an example. If a guy's walking out, and his name is up on the board, I don't want to hear out of you, who's that? (laughs) So she goes, all right. Well, how many questions do I have? He goes, the show runs three... <laughs> Jesus Christ. The show runs he, he was a hundred percent serious. He goes, the show runs three hours. You got up to ten and then we're done. So I go, fuck. I go, what? I go, I told her, I go, listen, you sit next to me. I'll answer anything. It's fine. She goes, Oh, bullshit. I'm sitting next to him. As soon as that fucking name goes up on the board, I go, You're not gonna ruin his night. Kid's been waiting for this for two years. Okay, I'm not going to let you ruin his night. So, yeah. But how about that? Can you imagine telling your mom, hey, you got at age 13? Hey, I'll let you ask some questions to a certain point, and then we're done. Dude, I'm trying to think what what? my mom would have done. She probably hit me. I don't know. Would your mom have gone to Raw with you? No way. My mom's the one that kept me from going to see Kiss. Are you watching that documentary? Which one? Kissery. It's on right now on A&E, the four-hour history of Kiss. It's fucking great. No, I got to see it. Fucking great. I had no idea. And uh, and we'll talk about this next week because yeah. we're out of time. But thank you to everybody who's checking in on my sons. Yeah, well, I'm dying in there. Next week we'll do it. You're Planet right. Helix, uh, that same kid, Jack, fucked around on the first day doing box drills, broke his wrist, goes in the afternoon, catches passes, is doing push-ups, gets up in the morning, calls me, goes, hey, I think I broke my wrist. I was like, what? He goes, yeah, I think I broke my wrist. I go, When? It was uh, yesterday morning. I was doing a box drill. I wiped out, and uh, I'm pretty sure it's broken. Yeah, Jake did the same thing. Yeah, and so yeah, so uh, I appreciate Billy and a lot of you that have been nice to check in and and the whole thing. So does he just stay around and just learn the plays now? Dave, I I'll, I I definitely want to talk about this next week because we didn't get into it when we talked about Coronado. I absolutely from two weeks am so thankful to the coaches of the Helix football Good. team. These fucking guys are so great. They demand a lot from the kids, but they make it so fun for the kids. And what they have done is exactly what any of us played high school sports. Remember, they have brought these. My sons have never played organized football. They played hockey, baseball, basketball, soccer. And, uh, but they never played organized football. And these coaches over there at Helix, uh, they're so goddamn funny. They're like, hey, we hustle here. We're not goddamn Granite Hills, which makes me, <laughs> makes me laugh every time. My son, Cade, goes, he goes, Dad, these guys, he goes, every day it's like listening to you because it's all underhanded little yeah. jabs. But they, my kids are having an absolute blast, and, I, and it's a credit to those coaches at Helix. So I just thank them for what they're doing. Dave, I just stay out of the way. They call me. And I said, hey, man, I'm excited for you. So, yeah, it's been great, but we'll talk more about it next week. All right, good deal. All right, everybody, have a great 4th of July. We'll see you next Tuesday.
that, and I wasn't a shot. I wasn't it calling anybody. Like it wasn't Padre calling Band. anybody a cunt. Okay, Felt I promise. Like it. Really nice. <laughs> Sneaky backstreet door, I 